Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Young and Wrestling Podcast, episode numero uno, or one, or I. Yeah. That's it. God, Spe- yeah, episode one. <laughs> episode one. Hopefully, better than the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, although, although it's turning into that. We've had we've had a couple uh, technical difficulties. We're tra- still trying to get some uh, kinks worked out. Not those kind of kinks. Um, we killed Liam Neeson in the process. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the best guy we have, we killed in a minute. Yeah. Really. Uh, so, 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 um, we did a test run last night. Everything worked. Of course, when you need it, stuff breaks. That's, that's life. That is life in a nutshell. Uh, so anyway, we were talking, um, when we thought we were recording and, and we really weren't, we were talking about the beginning of the year. Cause what we're going to do, we're going to kind of go through the year and, uh, we're going to go through the year and uh, just, just sort of get our thoughts together. Like I can't yes, do right now. <laughs> like like I cannot do right now we're going to take all of the thoughts in our head and we're going to condense them and it's kind of like a funnel and we're going to we're going to spin it down the funnel and I don't know where I'm going with this please stop me so anyway um the authority comes back at the beginning of the year yeah. Roman Reigns wins the rumble Brock Lesnar uh Seth Rollins John Cena have a crazy triple threat match in Philly uh all that stuff is is good and bad I think you can take your guess as to what we think of each uh, we head into the road to WrestleMania. None of it is really any that entertaining. Um, then we head into WrestleMania. All the matches are pretty decent. We agree that Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns was a heck of a match. Sting versus Triple H was fun, despite the out-of-nowhere finish and dreadful booking, quote, so, uh, so to speak. And uh, Undertaker looked fine. And then we head out of that WrestleMania. We have a new champion in Seth Rollins, who cashes in his money in the bank in the main event after the, the RKO of death earlier in the day. Um, <laughs> and we then head into Brock Lesnar, kills everybody, all that's good stuff. Seth Rollins, heel champion, uh, good stuff so far. Then the wheels slowly but surely start to fall off the track. Actually, one thing, before we get to the wheels falling off the track, one thing that I forgot to mention, I knew I was forgetting a match uh, before we started recording, I knew I was forgetting a match. The match I was forgetting, because it was forgettable, at least in my opinion, John Cena and Rusev. John Cena is the new U.S. champion, and he has this new U.S. Open Challenge heading out of the road to WrestleMania. That was really one of the only highlights that we got the U.S. Open Challenge every week. Really was the, the highlight of Raw, really for the six six to eight months. Um, yeah, seriously. You know, of course, after WrestleMania, you get the post-WrestleMania blues. None of it is really that exciting. They're still trying to push Roman Reigns. Big Show is still on our television. Oh, Randy, Nash, yeah, Randy Orton's in the main events. It, it's, uh, it, you know, it's just all 
awkward. There's a little glimmer of hope, though. They include Dean Ambrose in the Payback main event. Um, him and Rollins have a nice little thing going on, but and I'm going to, again, sound like a hypocritical or sound hypercritical, so, uh, hypercritical, not hypocritical, um, <laughs> where, you know, as good as these matches are, I've seen these guys fight enough. No I mean, if there's one good thing I could say about Seth Rollins' recent injury, it's that I don't have to see him fight Dean Ambrose anymore. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so who are you sick of watching wrestling more? Uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins or Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns? Oh, Ambrose, Rollins, or Wyatt Reigns. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh... <sighs> That that's tough. I, I would go Wyatt Reigns because I, I think I think I think Ambrose and Rollins have better matches. Um and I think their characters gel chemistry. their characters yeah, they have a really good chemistry and their characters gel a little bit more than Wyatt and Rollins. So I, I would tolerate the overkill of Rollins Ambrose over the overkill of, of Roman Wyatt. Oh, what a rough day in the office, mate. <laughs> um, Cesaro and Kid won the tag titles uh, at some point here. Literally, probably a cup of coffee. Yeah, they won it, and then uh, this is really where the New Day starts getting some momentum. They were kind of just floundering in the—I uh, don't want to say floundering in the mid card because the whole tag division's in the mid card—but they were just kind of floundering, uh, you know, a floundering face tag team, and they they started to get a little bit of an edge. They started to cheat a little bit more. They started to show a little bit more of their personality and. And by May, it worked off, and they were tag champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you want to talk about some superstars of the year? I definitely want to give it to New Day, for sure. Oh, a- abs- absolutely. Uh, they're they're in the running. Uh, I- I'm sure we'll talk more about awards we give out and stuff later on. But absolutely, most improved. Uh, New Day is in the running for that. Um, I'm trying to sort of rack my brain to see if I'm forgetting about anything. Um, of course, uh, my personal favorite wrestling company of 2015, Lucha Underground, is going strong. Uh, yeah. Um, I forget I forget exactly what feuds were happening at this time, but, it, you know, oh, Lucha Underground is overall gaining momentum, very good product. I couldn't agree more. I know we have... Didn't Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo was like the next thing around this time? I think so. I think that was. I think they had just had their. I want to say they had just had their Iron Man match. I could be wrong on that though. Um, <sighs> what a time to be alive! That, I know. Um, I do know. I think this was Road to WrestleMania, but I do know Phoenix and uh, Mil Mortes had their casket match, and it was just this brutal, vicious fight. That's 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 wonderful. <laughs> It's it's the the best thing I can say about Lucha Underground is you know wrestling fans we want something different. It's definitely different. You know I I admit it might not be people's cup of tea, but it's different. You can't say it's it's not trying to be different. Oh, yeah, no, take a no, hint, I, TNA. I've never seen a company lose two TV deals in the same year. They finally they they made history. They they made history. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I think that was all that happened in 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 the springtime, at least for WWE. Um, 
I know in NXT, this is where we got Samoa Joe debut, which I didn't think would ever happen, to be honest. Uh, yeah, same here. And, and I, like, I was a bit surprised when uh, he had debuted in WWE or even uh, in uh, This is where it's been a very surprising year as far as debuts go. Uh, especially with Samoa, he was always, I noticed, uh, I really don't think he's going to get signed. I think we got a lot of people I think he's, um, he's too long, I think. He does. When he came back, uh, when he came back in May, I think he was still maybe a little bit rusty. I know his first two matches weren't really that good, to be honest. Um, I, I I know him and Kevin Owens had a match, but you could you could really tell they were saving it. They were really saving their energy for something bigger or better. But man, yeah. Joe, as of recently, and we'll cover this as we go later in the year. But Joe, as of recently, ha- somebody has lit a fire under him. Whether it's himself, whether somebody said something, who knows? Samoa Joe has a fire lit under him, and that's 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 money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know we'll have like a topic about this later on in the show, but uh, I like see him breaking out in 2016 on the main roster for sure. Oh, a- absolutely. Um, we then head into. Uh, Elimination Chamber, Kevin Owens debuts on the main roster at this time. He has a nice little program with Cena till uh, Money in the Bank, or uh, no, the one after Battleground. Uh, or was it Money in the Bank? It was one of those. Um, he was, um, he beat, beat the Chamber. Lost Battleground, the I think. He, he, he lost to Cena at Battleground, he lost to Cena at Money in the Bank. Okay. Okay. I think. I think. Okay. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was. I, I can't remember. My God. <laughs> some of these paper, like some of these pay per views, do kind of blend together, especially when they do the same match again. <laughs> um, um, but the Cena Owens trilogy was still three beautiful matches to watch. Oh, a- absolutely. I th- I think I like the Money in the Bank a little bit more than than the Chamber one. Everybody points to the Chamber one. I know because Kevin Owens beat him clean. But I, I think I prefer the Money in the Bank slightly, just as far as a match standpoint. Um, the Elimination Chamber also saw the debut of the Tag Team Elimination Chamber, which I is a nice idea on paper. But man, I wish it had been executed better. Yeah, I was going to admit on the Lucha Dragons. I know they were very, very fresh in the company, so uh, I, I don't want to say Car is the bat because he's really not. Uh, no, I think I think that suit is just more so cursed than anything. That suit is yeah, cursed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the original Sin Cara took that to like a voodoo priest or something, or maybe <laughs> WWE needs to take that to a voodoo priest. Gave it to like it, it's 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 cursed. Anybody that's in it messes up. So, the, so the tag team elimination chamber was just overall. Awkward, in my opinion. It was just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really was just one of those matches where, like, oh, we gotta stand in this spot and wait for this guy to do this thing that is totally unrealistic. Um, and then we also <laughs> got we also got another terrible chamber match. I think this is where, if you can point to the Elimination Chamber, Jumping the Shark, this is the night you can point to it, because even the regular Elimination Chamber was not that good. Yeah, 
It really isn't. It really I mean, the, isn't. the two best matches on the Elimination Chamber card had nothing to do with the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Kevin <laughs> really. um, Evans, of course. And uh, what else was on that? Um, I think what the other one was. I, um, I, I I couldn't tell you anything else from that card, so I think that tells you. It right yeah, there. that's really true. Explain it for you. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, the Intercontinental Chamber match was uh, what a mess! <laughs> what a mess! Yeah. Um, I'm glad Ryback won. I'm glad. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Ryback, but it was just a, an awful match to win your belt in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really I know was. I people were pointing for Sheamus at the time, but I'm glad that it played out for Ryback, though. I'm glad it did. Yeah. Um, um, we speaking that... of Sheamus. Yeah, um, speaking of Sheamus, we head into Money in the Bank, where uh, he wins Money in the Bank. Cena beats Owens in their second match. Rollins beats Ambrose in a straight-up ladder match, which was, which was really good and really kind of yeah. underrated. Yeah, Um yeah. I think this is where primetime players won the tag belts. Um, uh, yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, it was a it was a decent show from what I from what I remember. But again, that's from from what I remember. I'm sure there was some jobber match that uh, was not as entertaining. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, no. If I recall correctly, um, the Money in the Bank match really wasn't that good. Not. It was, you just kind of sometimes you just kind of assume oh money in the bank it must have been good but from what if I recall correctly this match actually was not that good. Well, here up until this point, um, is Sheamus the worst money in the bank winner that we've ever had? Uh, in in what standpoint? In talent More standpoint? Than. In personal taste standpoint? Or in booking? Oh, sure. I would I would say Kennedy, Kennedy, just because at least Sheamus is like, and and I hate to sound like a Vince McMahon here. <laughs> well, at least Sheamus is big. Like at least Sheamus is like a tough big guy. Yeah. Where, where, whereas Ken Kennedy like hurt himself every two seconds. Every time he puts his hand on a square microphone, he's breaking his collarbone. <laughs> right. Right. I mean. I mean, you could you could argue maybe a guy like Punk when he first won it. Uh, you could argue maybe maybe I a guy like fine. Alberto Del Rio. You know, a lot of t- a lot of times you forget about these guys who have won. Ziggler won Money in the Bank. Sandow won Money in the Bank. Kane won Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, Swagger won money in the bank. Oh, you know, I completely forgot about Swagger winning, and yeah, he is a world champion because of that. Um, <laughs> I I would say Kennedy, from a combination of personal taste and real, if you're talking like realistic, uh, a realistic standpoint, and and plus what he did with the case, which was nothing. He made he made you know, he was going to cash in at Mania, and that's it. <laughs> that was really it. He got like one promo with it, and then he lost it, which is fine by me. I didn't want to see Ken Kennedy as world champion anyway. Um, 
Seth Rollins beat Seth Rollins beat Dean Ambrose. Sucks for Dean, but it's another case of, uh, and I've talked about this before with with other people. You know, when they lose a match, you can lose a match and not be buried, but if you lose a match and you're not heard from for like a month and you're treated like nothing, then you're buried. Right. Um, I think it's the same thing with like Bray Wyatt. He's not buried, but he's just not he's not as legitimate. Right. And and they're not capitalizing on especially a guy like especially a guy like Bray because he really kind of needs it because he almost never wins. But Bray really needs the he put up a great fight against you know Undertaker. He took Undertaker to the limit, and instead it's just like oh he lost. Yeah, really. Uh, oh well, oh well. Um, which brings us to what was the next one? I think it's. I think a battleground, which which really, from if I recall correctly, nothing of note happened on this show outside of the ending. Right. Um, when did we start uh, having a Divas Revolution? I, I think know. it was. A, I think it was right before this show because I believe this is where we had the triple threat. Oh, that's right. You know, you know, when we thought the Divas Revolution was going to be a, an actual thing, and it's like, yay, Divas Revolution! Oh my God, what is this? <laughs> they desecrated all. Of they, they, it was it, the Divas Revolution was great for about two weeks. Yeah, for about two weeks, it was great, and then, and then it was like, oh, I've, I've seen this match, and I've seen this match, and I've seen this match. All right. And there was, like, no breakout, and, you know, okay, the teams are over. we got to start, like, seeing them as individuals now. We want to see a deep roster. And that's why a lot of people are tuning out of uh, Raw, especially in 2015, because there's no deep roster. And this is where – the summer is where I started to notice that Raw was not in a good spot because generally, especially the, like, the last five years, pointing back to the Nexus thing and even before that, WWE – always has like a summer angle. They always have a summer angle that gets people excited, whether it was Nexus or Punk or AJ or Brian or uh, Lesnar coming back. There's always a summer angle that gets people excited. Now, you could argue Undertaker coming back was the summer angle, and you'd probably be right, and it was the best thing on the show, but there really wasn't, outside of Undertaker, there really wasn't anything too raw at this point. Uh, you know, Cena Rollins was a good match and, and a good build up, I, I suppose, but it really wasn't that was interesting. Like John Stewart stuff. I love John Stewart. I mean, he's fantastic, but I think everybody really soured on Cena and Rollins because of the Stewart. Yeah, it, it was just. Uh, this is where I started to realize that the, the, this year was not going to go that well. When even the summer, I was just kind of like, well, you know, I'm I'm interested in some of it, but, uh, you know, yeah. not as much uh, as in years past, you know, so to speak. Uh, with that being said, The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar have the segment of the year, at least in my opinion, uh, where they, sure. they fight everywhere. And it's a freaking brawl, and they kick everyone's ass because it's The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you literally have the two biggest passes in WWE today, and it was it was nice. I think back in the day, back in the youngins, this happened often. 
Right, it was just, you know, and somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I wish I could remember who it was, but it's been so long now. But somebody pointed out, I remember, saying, uh, you know, because they were doing all these video packages and stuff, you know. And somebody was like, could you imagine if they put this much effort into a match between guys who are on the roster full time? Yeah, really. Hmm. You know, and it's just kind of like one of those makes you think, like, <laughs> you know. What if? Right, right. And so so then we head into SummerSlam. It's a decent show. Um, well, before we get to SummerSlam, didn't we have TakeOver Brooklyn right before that? You you know what? You are right. I apologize if I, I've, everybody listening, I've been skipping over NXT because I really, I don't watch NXT regularly. I, I do check out the TakeOvers, but that's kind of about it. I am, I am what you would call a casual NXT watcher. Um, so I, I actually have been glossing over NXT uh, because during this time Finn Balor wins the title in Japan and yep. uh, you know the they, they, do, they have Beast in the East I you know again completely forgot about that but that was a not a great show but a different show it felt different yeah, it was it was uh, refreshing I think. yeah and yeah it was it was a really different WWE show and and again in an era where people are clamoring for different really professional burping into the mic uh in an era where people are clamoring for different uh anything you can do good bad or indifferent uh to 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 set yourself apart or to set this show or this brand apart is a success and and they did a good enough job they set this show apart Michael Cole was actually doing commentary instead of trying to plug JBL's Twitter, uh, you know, so it was it was a, a a fine show, not a blow away show, but a fine show. With yeah, that, sure. with that, we head into NXT Brooklyn, which was a fantastic show. We got we got Ju- we got Jushin Liger, Jushin Liger. The Vaud villains had the best match they will ever have in their career. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin had the best match to. In his career to date, uh, Samoa. Uh, yeah, that's the most improved NXT star we have. Yeah, uh, Samoa Joe finally looked like he was he was getting back in shape and getting back to the Samoa Joe that we knew and loved. Sure. Um, the, the divas. I mean, at this point, you can't say enough. You really can't. Um, the la- even the ladder match in the main event was even the ladder match in the main event was decent. Fell short of the divas match. We got to talk about the divas match last because that was the main event. Mm-hmm. That was the main event. Yes, it was. Um, you you want to talk about like a modern day, like Flair and Steamboat, or a modern day Flair and Rhodes, or I, I I've compared it to Flair and Rhodes in the past. It really does remind me of that. Uh, just like you know, Sasha being this sort of sort of rich, although it's not quite said that way, but it, you know, it's sort of this 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 uh, brash, cocky, you know, fancy. This is the best way to to put it. Glitz and glamour wrestler, and Bailey's just a sweet, innocent little. You know, I'm here to fight the good fight, and and she pulls that off really well. And there's a lot of people who would die with that gimmick. Uh, yeah, like uh, <clears throat> Steamboat, <clears throat> or uh, again, like Rhodes, uh, <laughs> another one uh, that did pass away in 2015. Um, 
But you know, it, it's just it was it was a phenomenal feud all in all, and the and their match in Brooklyn was to be uh, remembered for many many years to come. I I, uh, I I shared this story on our uh, test run we did the other night, but I'll, I'll share it here as well. Uh, the day of Brooklyn, uh, the day of Takeover Brooklyn. Um, I actually, to be honest, I kind of I didn't even remember there was an NXT show, and I remembered, oh yeah, there's an NXT show. I guess I'll check it out. And I remember somebody was saying, um, "Hey, you know, Sasha Bailey should be the main event." And I tweeted them. I think I either tweeted them or I just kind of thought it, but I think I did end up tweeting them. Bailey in the main event, like like from what I've seen, and I, I admit I hadn't haven't seen a lot of her. What I had seen, eh, main event, Bailey. You know, in in Brooklyn, like like really, you're gonna put that over over Owens and, and Balor in a ladder match. I'm glad to say, I am so glad to say, I'm not gonna take credit for it, <laughs> although I guess I could. <laughs> but but no, in all seriousness, I'm so glad to say, Bailey proved me wrong. Bailey Bailey said, yeah. "Screw you! What are you talking about? I'm the best wrestler in the world." And and Sasha, of course, is fantastic. Yeah, I oh, yeah. I doubted Bailey. She proved me wrong. I I can't doubt her again. <laughs> you know, she had match of the year. And I'll uh, say I'll say it here. That was match of the year. Uh so so for that, you know, for me doubting them, saying, eh, I don't know about main event, I was wrong. Put that on me. <laughs> um I will say though that uh, in 2015, Bailey gets my award for the most over face in 2015, uh, hands down. Uh, uh, she she's up there, and actually, yeah, for the most part, I, I would say you're you're probably right. Um, especially considering considering the fact that she's kind of the only face that hasn't been hurt. <laughs> you know, I mean, think yeah. about all the other faces that have been have been hurt at least for a little bit. Um, well, Bailey's hair. For like a, it was like a few weeks. Oh, and, that, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then I played to the story at NXT Brooklyn, which just made better. I, uh, I'm gonna speaking of Brooklyn and speaking of NXT, and I'm gonna drive these two people that are listening away when I say this. This is gonna be an unpopular opinion, <laughs> and I'm and I'm and and I I don't know if you know where I'm going with this or not, but okay. and I'm curious of your opinion as well on this. Am I the only one? That did not really care for the Balor Owens matches. You're not the. Uh, I just okay. I thought they were missing. I I I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just I thought they were missing something. I felt like um, well, they never really had like much of a story. I think really. I think maybe that's it. It was just kind of like I want the belt. Well, okay, and and you can do that sometimes, but it just kind of to me, it just kind of fell flat. I, it's well, nothing against either guy. Both guys are talented. I just don't think their styles meshed. I don't think that's necessarily the issue. Uh, I, I think it's like the case of John Morrison and CM Punk, where the two phenomenal athletes. Actually, yeah, I, that's actually probably a, a good way to put it because those are two guys. They should have great matches in, the, in their sleep, and it took them three or four matches to really get a groove going. Right, they didn't even have a story until that last match where CM Punk said, like, if I don't win, I'm just I'm done trying for the ECW title. And he won. And it just, they, they had magic. And that's just it. Like, there really was no magic in there because there really wasn't a feud necessarily. Everything kind of felt rushed. 
there really wasn't that I think, edge. I think I think say like Owens or and Zane would have. I th- I think example. I think something that took away from it and doesn't necessarily take away from the match, but it takes away from the feud is that Owens was doing stuff on the main roster, so you knew he wasn't going to be in NXT for long. True. And so, like, but like I guess when you compare, which, you know, try not to do, uh, the matches between uh, Owens and uh, Balor to the women's match, they were they followed up after that. Of course it's going to look underwhelming. <laughs> of course it's going to look that way. And, um, of course, um, didn't they face again after that, did they? Uh no that I that was uh that was Owens' his call up. Right, yeah, that was his permanent uh, reservation into the WWE. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of which, you want to talk about the fastest rising star of 2015? You, you want to talk about uh, definitely Kevin Owens. Oh um, yeah, uh, Kevin. I mean, he came into that spot in May. He was comfortable. He he he. I'll give him credit. He knows. He knows what he wants to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and they they just gave him the jet pack and just said fly, kid. Oh oh yeah. I mean I mean even in NXT, you know, he came in immediately. He's NXT champion. Um, which you know I've had I've had my reservations about not from a talent standpoint, but from a maybe perhaps a longevity standpoint or the fact that Sami Zayn is still down there. Tyler Breeze was still down there for the longest time. Uh, you know, Enzo Amore and Cass are still down there. There's guys Corbin that are still there. down there Corbin that there than Yeah, like 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 not just by like a couple months, by like a year at least, you know. Yeah. So I, I that's kind of you know, rubs me the wrong way, not from a Kevin Owens' terrible standpoint, but from a hey, wait a second, what about that guy? Um, yeah, you know, I kind, I kind of hate, I hate to, you know, use the word deserve in wrestling because you know, really, who really does deserve this or that? Um, but it just kind of seems like, wow, I feel like you know, Enzo Amore sort of deserves a call up a little bit. Oh, okay. Listen, you want to talk about a crime professional entertainment? Work, you want to call it? Enzo and Cass not being called up to the main roster. That's a travesty. That, that's one New Year's uh, resolution that, that I hope we get in the new year. Enzo and Cass on the main roster. Yeah, seriously. I, I, hope, we, I hope we have a tag team re- revolution. <laughs> we just fix this right up. <laughs> um, so, uh, so SummerSlam, really nothing noteworthy outside of uh, the main event was really good. With a wacky finish, Ron Cena uh, was really good. With a wacky yeah. finish, um, was there really anything it. else? No, that's really about it. I mean, I mean, two two thirds of the Shield faced two thirds of the Wyatts, but it was a it was a glorified squash. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to. Get into that monstrosity. That wasn't like Ben Braun Strowman debut right after. It was match. the night after, yeah. I will say for a character that a lot of people thought was like two dimensional, always he's only here just for that, like just for that feud. Uh, no, I'm I'm glad that they they're sticking to their guns and keeping this guy. Um, and he is improving a little bit. Um, you, you it's know, not like he's viscera. Well, like, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Plus, he's he's only been wrestling like. He's been wrestling for a really short time, especially compared to the other members of the Wyatt family. One thing I'll say, I'm going to say another unpopular opinion, hopefully not as unpopular. 
and and not as forceful. I thought they did a decent job explaining the John Stewart run-in. While it was yeah, random as hell, while it was really random, and I can't say I would have done that, they at least explained it. It wasn't one of those like "this is never explained" deals. Yeah, they the they at I least think. explained it, and I can believe that. Like I can believe, hey, if I was a fan of Ric Flair, I'd probably try to stop somebody from breaking his record. Yeah, true. You know, I uh, I don't know. It's it, like not that I would have done it. I thought they did a decent job of explaining it. You know, they got their little hits for you know, YouTube or whatever, so so good on them. I just sounded like a total old man there. They're getting the hits for the YouTube. Um, and then this is where, this is where I kind of sort of zoned out of wrestling. Not completely, but I was just kind of like, eh, not a priority anymore. So this is where I'm going to be a little bit fuzzy for the rest of the year as far as my recaps. Um, we then get Night of Champions. Uh, Rollins has the double match, which... All things considered, turns out decent. I would have liked to have seen Sting win, maybe drop it to Rollins a couple weeks later. Um, but outside of that, uh, you know, it, it was fine. Um, really nothing else noteworthy on the show outside, cause, and I only remember this because you mentioned it the other night, Rusev and Dolph have the most boring match in the world. Oh, my God. That, to me, is the worst match of the year. Hands down. Uh, it, it was so, it was so, like, not, it wasn't, like, just, like, botchy, if, like, but it was also, like, you could tell, like, they were trying to rush their own spots, but, like, at the same time, they're dragging their, their headlocks and their... They didn't know how to pace. It was, I'm going to grab you in a headlock. 15,000 moves. Headlock. Holy moly. And then, and then combine bad. that combine that with, and, and I cannot believe that we forgot this, but over the summer, Rusev, Lolf, uh, Rusev, Dolph, Lana, and Summer have this love trapezoid going on, uh, which, and, and here's the thing that kills me, and you could say this about almost anything from WWE. You go back five years, anything I've recorded, and I probably say the following sentence. It had potential. Um, it's it started off good. It was it was a good feud for like two weeks, and then it just went straight down the crapper, and it got worse. It got worse and worse and worse. And by the time Night of Champions came around, we just wanted this feud to end. And guess what? They had a twenty-minute match of a feud that every single person in that arena wanted to see end. Oh, it was, it was One bad. of the worst matches of the year. And that is where, as a fan, I, I was kind of like, okay, I like Dolph, but I, I can't really say I'm a fan of his anymore. Not after that. No, I, I and, agree. And I saw a lot of people kind of turn on Dolph during this storyline, but definitely after that match, I saw a lot of people turn on Dolph, so to speak. Oh, they just gave up on him. They just gave up. You can tell he doesn't care anymore. He just doesn't. Yeah, especially with the way he he dresses himself, and we'll get on to that <laughs> later on. We will get on to let that one go. We will get on to that. Um, so they have the double champion thing. Cena beats Rollins, makes the SummerSlam win kind of pointless, but eh, what are you going to do? Uh, Rollins beats Sting after he basically cripples him uh, <laughs> unintentionally. I'm sure. I would hope. Uh, and that's kind of it. Kane comes out, 
they do a thing with Seamus. Kane comes out. Then we get, then we get really the truly hideous television of the year. Not because of necessarily the story was bad. I don't think the story they told was bad, but it's the little things. And I'll never forget they had that lumberjack match between Rollins and Kane. And here's the easy out. And I know it's a cop out, and and, and people don't like cop outs, but sometimes you have no choice. Cop the hell out. You have the Lumberjacks come in, beat up Kane. Kane beats up all the Lumberjacks. Rollins runs away. Kane runs the pay-per-view. That's fair enough. That's fine. Not terribly exciting, but fine. No. They have Kane beat Rollins clean as a sheet. One, two, three. Demon Kane, Corporate Kane, I don't care. You don't do that. Wrong. Wrong decision made. It was pitiful. It was it was And pitiful. I think that was the moment a lot of people gave up on this year. It wasn't really giving us anything to begin with, but that's where people said, What what are you doing? No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um yeah. Um, the one bright spot we did get was Undertaker was coming around more often. Him and Brock had a Hell in the Cell match to settle their dispute from the SummerSlam ending, which I, we didn't really get into okay. thoughts of that. Thoughts on the SummerSlam ending? Yes. Uh, no, uh, the uh, Hell in a Cell ending was great. I thought, I thought the whole match was, was good. Uh, I thought even uh, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt's the Hell in a Cell match was good. They had a good match. It's just a shame that they had a terrible feud, and, and I'll get into another worst of the year, the Roman Reigns promo to build this thing up. I believe this was the go-home-to-hell-in-the-cell where he cuts this 20-minute monologue on this is how the feud started, and it was at Money in the Bank that Bray interfered, but then I beat him, but then he beat me, and then we beat each other, and now we're going to beat each other in Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like he just—he was just saying words, and it was just this emotionless, dull promo. And I'm not a Roman Reigns hater. For anyone out there that thinks I'm a Roman Reigns hater, I'm not. I have this dude's T-shirt for God's sake. But I'm not gonna sugarcoat it and act like he cuts good promos when he doesn't. Yeah, really. (laughs) Like that's the worst thing you can do is to sugarcoat things and be like, "Oh no, that was fine." No. Was not. <laughs> Especially no. this one. Like, I'm not saying Roman Reigns always cuts bad promos, but talk, this particular one was bad. Cater talk. And I'm sh- and we'll get on to one that was probably even worse. The uh, giant the beanstalk. <laughs> um. So Hell in a Cell happens. Undertaker Brock have a kick-ass match. Bray comes out. Um, Kidnaps Undertaker, kidnaps Kane the next night. We think it's going to be some kind of Survivor Series elimination match. It's not. It's just a tag match. Um, so, well, uh, a couple of things real quick as well. Yeah, I know I'm glossing. I know I'm glossing over and forgetting stuff. So uh, if, you, if you have something TNA, to bring up, feel free. TNA has just an, has announced at that point of the year where they lose their Destination America deal. Oh yeah, good. well Dave Meltzer reported this back in May, if I recall correctly, and like finally, June. no, no one believed it. <laughs> right, finally, we think the end is near. Yes, and then TNA is just like this turd that gets like stuck and just it's it won't flush. Burned ashes, burned poop. <laughs> what it is. Um, 
there was that, and then of course we we are now informed that they are on Pop TV. Um, they are starting their tapings. They're already on. They're already on there now, but um, they will actually be airing new episodes because they did like a year in like special this week. Um, mm. They uh, they will be doing like new episodes every Tuesday, I believe. Don't quote me on that because I don't watch the product. But uh, <laughs> um, so and then there was uh, Takeover, the Bailey Sasha. Oh yes, yes, yes. They had the uh, the Dusty Cup. Yes, which which was which was which was fine. Certainly nothing terrible, you know. Fine tag team matches, uh, you know. Again, not much of a story there. Just kind of a classic tournament deal. Uh, it got me. It got me a new tag team I care about, uh, Jordan and Gable. So yeah, well, yeah. There's that. Um, I actually thought Rhino and Corbin could have been more of a tag team. Uh, true, but, very true. But Cor- Corbin is, you know, his whole thing is lone wolf, so it kind of doesn't make sense for him to team with Rhino of all people. True. Um, but no, the, you know, that takeover was fine. The The Iron Man match was really good. Not as good as the Brooklyn match, just because I, I sort of have a fundamental issue with Iron Man matches. To me, it's just like, it's one of those things like, I don't want to say there's no drama, but it like until the last five minutes, the, like, you know really nothing that happens matters. It's kind of like two out of three falls matches. Like, you know it's going to go to the third fall. Yes, it is. So, so, I, I, so it's sort of, you know, not that it was bad. And when I say, like, not as good as Brooklyn, I mean, like, it was four stars instead of five. You know, not that it was bad by any means. Um, but no, um, so that match was good. I, I Again, I, I had an issue with the crowd, and we'll get onto this sort of as the end of the year, you know, total. But I had, I did have a bit of an issue with the crowd. They were like, "This, you know, this is awesome, and this and that," and they didn't do anything. They were just standing there. Come on, like make them earn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, twenty fifteen was a very good year of watching a lot of the crowd put themselves over. Yeah, it was. It was like this. Like this was the year of headlock, tossed to the outside, suicide dive. This is awesome. <laughs> Like, like what he did it like two minutes ago. You were saying boring, and because he did a baseball slide, you're like, "This is awesome." Get, get out of here. So, so like, uh, if there's one chant I want to die, even more than the what, it's this is awesome. What? Exactly. Uh, um, but what? No, so no, that you know, takeover was was fine. Um, when you're coming off sort of the high, so to speak, of, of NXT Brooklyn, it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to follow that, really. Even yeah, you know, usually. two months later, it's just it's just hard to follow that. It's, it's just like post WrestleMania, you know, the pay per view after WrestleMania is usually decent, but then like that May pay per view is usually awful. So, right. Um, what else we have? We had we had Hell in a Cell. We had. Uh, this is when Seth Rollins gets hurt. Right, then we've got a new champion at yeah. yeah, this 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 is where things really go downhill. Because keep in mind, Seth Rollins' title reign really wasn't going that well to begin with, and 
And personally, I was calling for Roman Reigns to be champion at this time because Seth Rollins' reign wasn't going that well. Well, got your wish. <laughs> well, uh, sort of half-ass backwards, but I guess so. So, oh, oh, like Roman Reigns killing Dean Ambrose like five minutes. Yeah. Long story short, there's a there's a uh, tournament. You all know what happens at this point. They have a a nine minute main event between two baby faces. They rush into their finishers. The finish comes out of nowhere because it's so quick into this match. Um, then Seamus comes out, cashes in. I grab my remote. I turn the channel to off. I walk upstairs and I go to bed. Well, that's where we called each other. We yeah, like, yeah well, I mean, we <laughs> we both called each other that night. And we both said, "We're done." That's yeah. it, because we had been saying for months beforehand, "If Seamus is champion, we're done." Seamus is champion, we're done. If Seamus is champion, we're done. Seamus for champion. We were done. We made good on. Our, I made good on my word, and it's it when I, when I, when when I say this, and I I think you'll agree with me here, it is nothing against the guy, the guy Seamus, whatever the hell his last name is, is probably a really nice guy. He's probably really good to hang out and have a a pint of Guinness with or whatever at the pub, but man, he's boring. Oh, his characters. He's boring. Uh, like I cannot think of a wrestler that has been more boring. Certainly more boring in the main event. I mean, they pushed Vladimir Kozlov for a little bit, but he was mostly a mid-carder after his initial push. Uh, Seamus, well, they still try to push. <laughs> they've been at it for since his actual like raw debut, like uh, which was six years ago. Now seven, we're coming up on like it was year. six years ago. What are so? Yeah. Long story short, Seamus bored us so much we didn't tune in. Now yeah, this is where this is job. where this is where I heard about the infamous Tater Tot promo, which I have not gone back to watch. I almost do just out of curiosity to see just how bad it was. Um, I did get to see clips on YouTube where I could, but I I don't know if I want. I don't want to punish myself. So we head into TLC, in my opinion, with no buildup because I didn't watch any of Raw, <laughs> uh, and I didn't even watch TLC till the, the the week after it happened. Um, so we have this triple threat ladder match, which is fucking inc- crazy, insane shit. Uh, TLC, uh, and uh, that was amazing. Uh, at least you know the fact that you're still walking. H- how he didn't break his legs on that. Or his tailbone is just amazing. Man, that's what I mean, man. Like, what a time to be alive. Uh, <laughs> oh, at least want to acknowledge a couple of things also throughout the year. Oh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Rio returning to the company. Uh, to that, me that's that's right. I, 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 I had forgotten about, like I said, folks, we are going to forget about some things. If you, if, you, if you want us to mention them, tweet us. Yeah, you know, try to, try to, Alert us to what you want us to talk about. Um, but, you know, it's just human error. We're kind of going off the fly here. We're going to forget about some stuff. But, yes, Del Rio came back, was U.S. champion for a bit. Still is U.S. champion. And uh, good for him. Um, you know, again, we've we've spoken that, about this before, about how we wish he would just be more aggressive and more, of a, a, more tense and more of a badass, where sometimes he just comes out and he's just sort of, he's really just kind of there. 
mule kicks somebody in the jaw. <laughs> um, then we, had, of course, we got the debut for, on NXT side of one of our favorite superstars of all time. That is the Cowboy. Oh yeah, Storm. That's uh, right. Uh, we we've been begging this guy to come to WWE for for years now. Um, I've always been a big fan of of his, even in his beer money days. I always thought he was. I don't want to say the Shawn Michaels because that you know I'd like Bobby Roode as well, but I always sort of uh, took a liking to James Storm perhaps more than Bobby Roode. Um, and uh, so, same, same. and so when he came to NXT, really happy to see that. I again, I hope he you know sort of. Pulls a Joe, gets in decent shape, finds, you know, whatever fire in him, and returns to the James Storm of 2009, 2010, you know. Oh, I think think we're going to get a a very uh, interesting superstar in 2016 in in James Storm. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Um, But, yes, Survivor Series was awful. Yeah, Survivor Series was awful. Um, Nothing... None of the matches were really that bad, if I recall correctly. It was just uh, just bland more than anything else. Yeah, nobody was interested. It's just yeah, that was it. There's just nothing um, to it. You know, Survivor Series is usually bad to begin with, but I think people were just so fed up at that point that it just enough is enough. You know, just people were were done. Uh, TLC, you could, you could probably say the same thing. Um, Really, outside um, outside of the main event angle and uh, the opener, uh, was there anything else to mention? Because I can't really think of anything else. No, no. So so, uh, Reigns and Sheamus have a decent main event. Uh, you know, good considering you couldn't give a crap about any of these characters at this point. Yeah, really. Uh, Reigns gets screwed over. We all know he beats up Triple H and. and for once, and and I heard this analogy by uh, Brian Alvarez, and I think it's perfect. Instead of making him the next John Cena, they made him the next Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, we got pretty much to me what I think is like a second coming of like Goldberg in a sense. Right, and and, and that's and we'll get on to this as as we sort of cover what has happened since. Uh, Reigns beats up. Uh, Triple H, next night, wins the belt, Superman punches Vince, you know, fast forward up into present day. My issue, yeah, and, and I try to be positive. Folks, I promise I try to be positive. I, tr- I promise I try not to be cynical, but this this year has sort of, if anything, this year has broken me, if you can if you can say that. Um, I, I fear that they'll go back to what they were trying to do, and I fear that they're kind of doing that already. Reigns has been smiling a little bit more. He's sort of been sort of happy-go-lucky in recent weeks. And I just sort of fear that maybe they're going back on the success that they had with Roman Reigns within that 24-hour period. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a fear, but um, I hope not. I think I think if uh, all signs point to a Lesnar Reigns due for the Rumble, I think uh, we'll be seeing a... Uh, uh, that that reigns that we all know and love again. Um, even though it was brief, <laughs> we still remember. So 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 with that, we 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 have reached the end of the year. Um, I know I know you wanted to do a a list of NXT stars who who you think will make it and and where you think they'll be. Uh, just throw some names out there and and, and we'll we'll cover okay. them. 
Cool. So I'm going to name the 10 NFT talents that I believe will be gone off the main roster, and uh, then we'll just discuss uh, whether you you for that or not. Uh, and then, uh, so where are we seeing it? And, uh, so the number one guy that I'm going to throw out is Finn Balor. Of course, Finn. He's now saying he wants to win the world title against the main roster. Yeah, Finn, Finn Balor. I, I know. I know you had some issues. He uh, he has been saying all year, "I want to be in NXT." And then I think earlier today he tweeted, uh, "I can't wait to be yeah, WWE I champion." Want to win the world this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so a little bit, a little bit of talking out of both sides of his mouth. I think he will end up on the main roster. Um, Undoubtedly. yeah. I don't know about Night After WrestleMania because the one thing I'll say, it does kind of seem like they're sort of building NXT around Finn Balor. He's their John Cena, for lack of a better term. Um, it does seem that way. Um, but I, w- I, would, I would picture he will probably debut Night After WrestleMania. We'll see, though. Okay. Um, definitely see him as an upper carter. Well. Yeah. Um, At least when he first comes in. I, I don't think... I think he'll have more success than Neville. Let's put it that way. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, he really is like the Jay Hardy of the business so far, especially this enigma, this great wrestler, um, this alternative larger-than-life guy that the face paint in this... Again, you know... Oh, sorry, not, not, not the best promo cutter, but he, he does have a charisma about him. Yeah, he's very enigma-like. <laughs> very, very much so. Um, another guy I want to throw out, Sammy Zayn. Uh, he'll definitely... I would predict, and I think we both will predict, that he'll be at the Rumble. I think he'll be at the Rumble. Yes. Okay. Where do you see him? Where do you see him in the main roster? Uh, I see him as... I see him going because I think if they were going to put the U.S. belt on Cena, they would have already. I see him going against Del Rio for the U.S. Tel- uh, championship. Okay, I'd say that. I'd say definitely uh, anything but the world title. <laughs> so U.S. Intercontinental Tag Titles. I think yeah, I think it's pretty much open season for him as far as mid card, upper card rounds. Uh, uh, upper card. Uh, the next one I want to throw out is Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe will uh, Joe will definitely be on the main roster. He might be on there. Ooh, I'm going to make a bold prediction that he'll be on there before Finn Balor. I would agree. So I think he'll be on there before Balor. I think he's, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I think he's the guy who debuts the night after WrestleMania. You, that, you think that's more of a guarantee as, as, as opposed to Balor, huh? I, I, uh, maybe, maybe I'm sort of letting, uh, letting no, personal preference speak for, speak for my insight. But I just I have this sort of this gut feeling that Joe's going to be the guy to debut the night after WrestleMania instead of Finn. Right, no, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I would probably see Finn Balor more or less debut probably around this SummerSlam time of the year, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but uh, so there's that. So there's Zane Balor, Joe. Next one with throughout Baron Corbin. Definitely, I hope this guy makes it to the main roster. I, I'm not quite sure when. You know, it could still be. An, I mean, it might till be till the ne- end of next year. But definitely, this guy just he has he has something about him. I, I, not necessarily charisma, but he just he kind of has like a presence. I think is the best way to put it. He just he has, he has a presence a about him. him. He's got, yeah, he's like seven. He's a seven footer. 
that he's he's different, especially in the land of NXT, where with all due respect, it's tinier guys, more of the indie guys. Oh yeah, more of these agile. Dudes. Right, more of these guys who do flips, and here comes Barrett Corbin, who doesn't even know what a moon salt is. He's just gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, so um, with that, he just he brings a really different feel to NXT. That I don't want to say what we lost on the main roster. I hope he can keep it going into the main roster, but it it I'll say it definitely works for NXT. Let's let's put it that way. Sure. Uh, okay. So where do you see Eric Corbin and Savage Joe on the main roster? Where do you see them in the shuffle? Um, you know uh, that that's tough because they both kind of filled the same spot, for lack of a better term. They're both sort of the big bruiser guys. Um. So so that that's tough to say. Probably. I don't want to say starting off against Cena because that's that's yeah you know almost pretty. I'd love to see Cena Joe, but uh, oh, yeah, I was going yeah, up yeah. against some sort of top face. Uh, names are escaping me at the moment. Maybe like a Dean Ambrose or something. Um, yeah, I could definitely see. I could definitely see uh, Samoa Joe take like I guess where Randy Orton's spot is that upper card manager spot. You know, kind of more or less. But like it, where it's the thing where he could really go for any title and it just wouldn't uh, would hurt him in any sense because he really is a chameleon in that right. Uh, Barrett Corbin. Um, uh, he really is a dark horse. So I mean, yeah, anything goes for him, really. Uh, Maybe in the same perspective as some Joe, who's a polished veteran, but uh, I think for Barry Corbin, he was side, and he, he, he just had that, uh, I guess, it factor in his big guy, not necessarily as a man better guy, but as a big guy. Uh, I think it would just be interesting to see how it would work for him. Uh, so we got Joe, Zane, Valor, Corbin, Bailey, he's number five. Bailey. Um... Yep. Uh, she'll obviously make it. She'll probably be the night after WrestleMania as well. Um, kind of okay. surprised she wasn't this year, to be honest. Um, she'll she'll make it to the main roster. Hopefully, not with a dumb hashtag. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say her first feud will be Sasha Banks. It'll probably be like the Bellas or something. Okay. Yeah, I'd say like her and Nikki Bella would be like a dream feud waiting to happen. Um. Uh, yeah, I definitely see her being the top face of the company, hands down. Um, yeah, we have had the debate before on would this gimmick flop in the main roster or not, and um, I, I don't want to say it will. Cause I, I, and I'm not rooting against Bailey. You know, she proved me wrong. I, I'm more than happy to say she's a fantastic wrestler, fantastic gimmick. But uh, I just kind of feel like it'll. I don't want to say it will, you know, I don't want to say like, oh, it, it'll totally flop, but I just kind of, I get this bad feeling, that'll be the best way to put it, I just kind of get this bad feeling that it will flop. Um, the, the, and that's an interesting way, and I respect, I definitely respect that viewpoint, but uh, I'm going to have to uh, unfortunately disagree. Well, I mean, it's not unfortunate, it's not unfortunate, I hope, I hope, it, I hope you are right, I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. And, I, and I'm not necessarily predicting it. I just have this, you know, just sort of a maybe a gut feeling. Sort of the same thing, like I said earlier, about Roman Reigns smiling a lot and going back to his old persona. I just kind of have yeah. that uh, uh, fear, I guess. 
Because they're maybe creative, you know, let us down. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, now, like, if you look at Bailey, who, like, she's not Kelly Kelly, where, you know, Kelly Kelly was the white meat baby face diva. Okay, let's get this Barbie doll model who doesn't even know what, a, what an arm drag is. Um, <laughs> and let's get her to be your, our champion for the company, and let's try to make them believe that she's a wrestler. Oh, no. I see no one bought that. There, that was one of the that's where the women's uh, roster was at its lowest. At least, as, you know, as much as the Divas Revolution kind of flopped for the most part, at least, at least the talent is leaps and bounds better. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, in Bailey's case, yeah, and, and this yes, white meat baby face. But the thing is, she's the, the best storyteller and wrestler uh, on the on the roster. Uh, no matter what. Uh, Roster she did when it's NXT or WWE, uh, and she acted in the name of business, and that's the really cool thing is that you know she's a legitimate character. She's a very she's a very pretty girl. She's she's not this manufactured Barbie doll, um, and I think I, I think she's I think that's why I think a lot of people are going to like her. Are I think a little bit more than uh, I imagine because again she's relatable. And she's a character that all the kids, or people of all ages, can enjoy. And that's the coolest thing in the world. Um, yeah, I, I mean, she, she definitely, she pulls off sort of that, that childish gimmick very well. Um, oh, so, yeah. No you know. doubt. Oh, so credit to Bailey. I, ho- I hope it works out. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, number six. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Um... I actually I don't know if I see him on the main roster. If 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 he hadn't had the injury, I may have said yes, but I think the injury did kind of take him back a couple steps. So uh, I think, you know, and I don't think it'll hurt him to just you know stay down on the NXT roster for uh, a little bit. Nothing against him by any means. It's just I think I think it's a it's an issue of placement and timing, and uh, there are only so many spots. Sure. Um... I would say if Hideo Tommy would come onto the main roster, it would probably be at the end of 2016, if he would. I I would agree with that. Because we really didn't see much of him to begin with. So, no, no. I mean, I mean, he was kind of just finding his his groove, so to speak, and then he got hurt. So. Yes. Um. So, uh, but if uh, Hideo Tommy were going to come on the main roster. Uh, definitely mid-card tag wrestler, mm. I would say. Yeah, he, he could have a nice tag team with, I mean, pretty much anybody. Uh, although I would love to see him hold the WWE Championship because Kenta is a really big deal in Japan. Um, I think that would really open, open up a lot of doors to the WWE. Even if he was WWE Champion for a very short period of time, I think it still would be cool to actually have a, uh, WWE champion, like at least in the Japanese side, that they actually acknowledge <laughs> um, Antonio Inoki. Uh, but uh, okay, so number seven, Enzo and Cass. These guys, how they aren't on the main roster already is sad. Um, I would love to see them in New Day at WrestleMania or something. Just the entertainment value in that would just be off the charts. So, uh, so Enzo and Cass, big fans of these guys, been fans of these guys for years now. They really should be on the main roster. 
I definitely see them holding the tag title multiple times and being definitely a big face for the company as far as the tag division goes, for sure. Um, number set, eight? Yeah, eight is the Vaudevillains. This, and I think this is one, another one we're going to kind of disagree on. I love the Vaudevillains. I love the gimmick. I think it, it's so unique and cool, and I, and I wish I had thought of it myself. But I, I feel like that's going to die such a painful death on the main roster. I feel like that's just going to be the next Adam Rose. A gimmick that works well, great in like that NXT local, you see the same crowd every day environment. But on the main roster, I just... And it's nothing, It's absolutely nothing against these guys. I think they're really talented. And I love the gimmick. I just feel like the casual audience wouldn't get behind it. Um, maybe. I think this, I think if the gimmick was demographed more towards, like, the Tumblr kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe they just need to switch up some stuff. Yeah. Like maybe they're um, playing it too, like, straight-faced. Or not yeah. straight enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, if I did see them on the main roster, I don't, I don't want to say it'd be Adam Rose bad, but it'd be, uh... I'd say they'd be uh, hard to say. They don't really talk much, so it's uh Yeah, I definitely would see them in a program like the Usos. Maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean that might that might be something, and it would be interesting to see if they came up, would they be faces or heels? Um, uh, definitely heels, <laughs> most definitely heels, at least at first. Um, um, faces would be nice, but I definitely see them as heels because, of course, you know. Uh, it just it kind of seems like a heelish gimmick. Yeah, really, really, because we're macho and you're not, you know. Um, so that was number eight, number nine. Boy, um, I think I'm gonna have to give this one to. You know, you know, before before you get to that one, I just had to bring up. I honestly forgot that Tyler Breeze was on the main roster. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I seriously like the other day I was watching Breaking Ground, and they were talking about uh, they were talking about uh, you know Tyler Breeze, and they were showing him like working out with somebody. And the whole time I'm thinking, why is this guy not on the main roster? And then it hit me like a like a bag of bricks. I was like, he, he is, is on the main, main roster. roster. Oh dear God! Like he is on the main roster. This guy's won three matches and he's already fought Dongo. What happened? Um. Yeah, how do I get lost in the shuffle? Yeah, um, really. Just poor, poor guy. So, so you're number nine NXT Apollo star. Cruz. No. 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 I, no. I think I'm gonna have to agree. And, and 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 some of this might be sort of personal opinion because I I just he's fine in the ring, but I have not been impressed with this dude on the mic, and I think that's gonna hold him back. Maybe maybe he just needs a black T-shirt instead of a gray T-shirt. I, I mean, this man just cuts the the like he is, and and this is not meant that way. This this is not meant that way, and don't don't try to start anything. But he is Bobby Lashley Jr. 
Uh, yeah, he's Bobby Lashley with a flip. He, exactly. He's Bobby Lashley with a flip. I like Lashley. And I, I, you know, I, I like Lashley too, but, but come on. Lashley had his limitations, and so does Apollo Crews right now. Uh, yeah, at the moment. I just don't think he's found his niche yet. I just really don't think he has. And uh, the reason why I brought him up is because now there's rumors of saying he's going to get called up really soon. For what? For yeah, exactly. I mean, for, he for if he was a tag wrestler, I'm I'm you know if he was a, a tag. A tag team with Neville would be really cool. Yeah, like like if he was if he was in a tag team with somebody who maybe could bring out that charisma or could talk for him, then it might not be that bad. But him as a single star, I just uh, you know for nothing right against, nothing against the guy, but I just not I can't say I've been impressed. I agree. Uh, Number 10, another one that I've started to hear a lot of is uh, Asuka. Ooh, uh, this is an interesting one because I do remember reading that they weren't going to bring her up, that she was pretty much only for the NXT crowd. Um, I guess my thing would be, and I could ask this really of all the women in NXT, what would they do with her? Because you just can't tell what the Divas division or the Women's division. You just can't yeah, tell really. what they would do. She's never competed with any of them up there. So. I, I would like to see some of the matches. I feel like they could do... Her and Paige would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I feel like they could do sort of an assassin thing with her. Sort of a, uh, for lack of a better term, awesome Kong. Although she doesn't have the size, but she sort of had, just has like that... That presence, and she's Japanese, and she's stiff, and and so they yeah, could do really. something where like she just knocks people out in like ten seconds. <laughs> um, I think a, a segment with her and Paige would be pretty cool. Uh, I think a segment with uh, her and uh, Tamina would be interesting. I know it won't be much, but uh, or even like her with like maybe Alicia Fox or Naomi or um, the Bellas. More importantly. Um, I think Oscar and the Bella Twins, I think, would be really interesting to have. Or, or Charlotte. Because mm. um, I know Ruth Larry has a history with, of course, Japanese wrestlers before. I, I, I know it's probably not very much, but um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the ten, the top ten guys, at least on the NXT roster. Um, I know there's other guys like Jordan Gabor and others, but uh, like Dash and Dawson. But I don't think anyone's gonna be. Well, no, for nobody's really clamoring for Dash and Dawson. I mean, they're Agreed. they're yeah, decent. I think it's still a little too soon to be having a conversation about Jordan and Gable yet. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, let them spend you know six months a year down in NXT. You know, let's not. It's one thing I'll say. Let, let's not rush to bring people up. Yeah. No. No kidding. No kidding. Kevin Owens was a diamond in the rough in that example, but. And I'm glad he turned out as well as he did, but uh, as far as uh, any of the others. Oh, well, I mean, there's Jay Storm, but man, he, he's only been in, what, two matches? Yeah, like, he just got there, so, like, let, let's, you know, as much as I would like to see him on the main roster tomorrow, you know, let's be realistic about it. He'll probably spend, maybe not a year, but he'll probably spend a good six months or so, at least, at least. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. It'd be, it'd be really weird to see him like appear at the Royal Rumble or something. <laughs> it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome, but I I doubt that. Agreed. <laughs> I, I very um, much doubt that. And any um, 
sort of best ofs or worst ofs, you know, just in general in wrestling? Um, best of. Um, like we've like, had a few. Like few best like, NXT specials. We've had a few. Uh, I say the Sasha Bailey feud is probably the best thing going. Of course, with Taker and Lesnar at their pull apart it was great. Um, one debut in the main roster was awesome. Their whole his whole was Cena at the very beginning was great. Um, U.S. Open Challenge was great. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd have to I'd have to agree. The, the triple threat at the Rumble was fantastic. Uh, uh, Brock is it? Winning the world title the second time. Uh, so, something we kind of didn't really bring up. Uh, Brock as a babyface uh, going against Rollins. Yeah, like that—that's that, cool. something you wouldn't think would work, but it, it did. Because Lesnar has really been a face before. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, New Day really breaking out this year, or twenty fifteen rather, uh, which is awesome. Always good. Um, as far as the worst, uh, she missed winning the Money in the Bank. She missed winning the World Tire. The Nations. The 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 Rusev Dolph storyline goes up there. As um, as far as best, we have to mention this. This would not be a 2015 year review if we didn't mention this. I hope you know where I'm going with this. Rusev sufficient Lana. Oh, Rusev throw fish at Lana, <laughs> best segment of the year, and I, and I don't mean that ironically. It was I was laughing my ass off during that, and you know what? Well, I never mentioned this before, but like there was nothing more um, inspiring to me than to watch a man throw a fish at his. Uh, it, it's so gifable. Lover across the arena, and I'm not, I'm not talking about a few like feet. I'm talking. He launched long. this fish. From, from one side of the building to the other. It was one of those things, and, and sometimes... He was, he was an Olympian. It was one of those things, that. WWE usually uh, does this so wrong, but it was one of the few times they got it right where it was not great television by any means, and I'm not saying that it got me more no, interested in this it was, it was terrible television. But I was laughing so hard that oh. it was great for me because it entertained me. Wasn't it wasn't fundamentally great? It wasn't fantastic storyline storytelling or, or storyline, but uh-huh. I laughed. I got entertainment out of it. Sure. Like I uh, was laughing for like a week straight, thinking about Rusev's little fish at Lana. Oh my god! Makes me want to Rusev to be the next Iron Sheik. Like yeah, like I, I felt like Rusev was so much. I felt like Rusev was so much better in sort of the misogynist comedy role than than serious. Yeah, really. Like that's League of Nations gimmick, release this part of Rusev gimmick, and then you know. Can we say that League of Can we say League of Nations is the worst stable of all time? And I hate to sound like we're just ragging on these guys, but we kind of are. Is League of Nations just the Is League of Nations just the worst stable from a gimmick? From the guys in the gimmick, from just an entertainment standpoint, because I would have to say they're up there, if not number one. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. Sounds like a Clash of Clans team that likes the <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just, eh. 
Like Alberto Del Rio is the most over one in that group, and it's sad. actually I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I would say Rusev's probably the most over in that group, but still, no, Del that's Del just because he threw a fish at somebody. Del Rio is still over, Gavin. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I would I would agree. Uh, Sasha Bailey was my match of the year. Uh, the Triple Threat was my match of the year, at least on the main roster. Uh, worst match of the year. I think you gave it to uh, Dolph and Rusev. I'm going to give it to the Intercontinental Championship Chamber. Um, <laughs> when Mark Henry spontaneously yeah. showed up after, like, what, six months of that? Yeah, because, like, no th- like, I think Rusev got hurt or something, and yeah, uh, it was it, it was just a mess. Uh, I think we can both agree that the Taker-Lesnar segment was the best Raw segment as far as building a match goes. Sure. Um, and so, so with that... As as we as we wrap it up here, one last question. Two thousand fifteen, as as we as we send it on its way, and we hope it burns in hell, and we never have to remember it ever again. Um, <laughs> it is certainly up there, but I have to know: is it the worst year in professional wrestling? Um, because I know I know uh, you know there's there are other podcasts who have had this debate. Uh, and and you can think one way or another. Is it the worst year? Is it not? Uh, and I'll I'll let you know after you answer. Sure. Um, in professional wrestling, definitely not. Um, in sports entertainment, uh, again, definitely not. Although it is most certainly up there. I hated 2015. I hated 2015 with all of my heart. Um, <laughs> and I hope we never have to never have to bring it again. Um, I know we've got a few diamonds in the rough. I know I'm gonna mention that line again, but uh, all in all, I mean, it, it was it was awful. It really turned off a lot of the fans today, even casual viewers. I mean, it just I mean, it's been hard to be a fan in 2015, but I think um, 2016. Um, I'm crossing my fingers here. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. That 2016 will be a much, 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 much better year. Um, yeah, yeah. As far as 2015 being the worst year, I can say it's been the worst year in a while, in probably at least a decade, if not two. Um, I, I, I can generally find the good in stuff, uh, which is why I don't hate the current era perhaps as much as other people. But I can say that this year has perhaps broken me, at least in that regard. This is a year I'll look back. Really, nothing that I can say was great outside of you know one or two things. Most of the stuff that either had potential or whatever just failed. Um, I hope 2016 yeah. is better. As far as is it the worst? I can't say it's the worst for me. That'll be 95. I would actually put 2004 in there as well. 2003 Raw belongs in there. Uh, 99 uh, is in the discussion. 94 is in the discussion. So there, 92. You know there are years that have been worse. I know uh, people don't like 2009 uh, a lot. 2007 belongs in there, though that's not necessarily because of the wrestling. Um, <laughs> the wrestling so th- almost died that so, year. So so there, you know, there have been. I think there have been there have been worse years. But this was definitely bad. This was oh. by no means good. No offense to if you liked a lot of stuff this year. You know, you have a right to your opinion. But I don't know how you can defend this year. And I, I 
and like Mr. Positive when it comes to wrestling, but I just don't know how you can defend this year. I just I just don't. Yeah, this 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 year difficult to watch. Uh, it's kind of been a fan for a very 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 long time. Yeah, well, I mean, we've both been fans for for over a decade. You know, two decades at this point. Um, this was pretty bad. So so with that bad year. But if you want to take some solace, I guess not the worst year in the world, uh, if that means anything. So uh, with that, <laughs> so with that, we will uh, reconvene next week, Saturday at ten. Join us. Join us on Mixler. Uh, search for the Young and the Wrestling podcast. Uh, we'll be back with a bit more of a of a uh, structured structure. That's yeah, a uh, that's a oxymoron, or a, no? That's redundant. Uh, so that that's a that's a bit of a redundant there, but we'll we'll be a, uh, a lot more structured. We'll have a raw review, NXT review, maybe a SmackDown review if we bother to get to it. Hopefully, we'll have a a topic uh, set up and lined up for you next week. So uh, with that, if you want to tweet us, if you want to see our thoughts on wrestling throughout the week, uh, perhaps something that we won't get to on the show, my Twitter at JJ the Mark, his Twitter, the XI guy. And with that, we will see you for episode two. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.